Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, Jim, there's a lot of hand-wringing among Twins fans right now about the fact that Louis Rice is hitting nearly 400 at last inspection, and Pablo Lopez has slowed down in his effectiveness a little bit. I'm not one of those. I still think I would have made the trade if I were the Twins. But so far, Louis Rice, who may be the most unique player, uh, or at least hitter in baseball, keeps having a good season. Yeah, and you know, there, part, a lot of this is emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they trade a great hitter, and then their lineup struggles, and the pitcher they got for the great hitter has not been as good as they hoped he would be. And even after they signed him to basically to be their ace for the, you know, for the mm-hmm. foreseeable future. So, I, I would, I think they're kind of separate things. Okay. Uh, there's no reason to wish. There's no reason to root against a rise hitting 400 and right. having a great career. He's a great guy. Yep. Uh, he's a, he's he's a blast to watch. He was a class act here. Uh, so I hope he hits 400. But you know, as I wrote about today, what the Twins need to have happen, regardless of how Arise performs or doesn't perform, they just need Pablo Lopez to be the guy they thought they were trading for. Yeah. They thought they were getting a middle of the rotation starter who had who projected to be a top of the rotation starter. Uh, they traded value for him. They paid him a lot of money to keep him around. Now, I think they also got a reasonable deal uh, if he ends up pitching well. But all, all everything's fine if he pitches well. If he doesn't pitch well, then Twins fans are going to regret this for the rest of their lives. A <laughs> couple of prospects as well, though. So, you know, yep. this trade won't be determined for a couple of years how good it came out. No. Uh, and, you know, one outfield hitting prospect who's very young, very talented, one shortstop. Uh, who's at high A ball right now, not hitting at all. Um, so right now it really is Lopez for a rise, especially when you look at the Twins. Twins, this wasn't some rebuilding deal. They want to win now. Yeah. They wanted Lopez to be good now. And it feels like he's close. Hmm. He has one bad pitch here or there. He has one bad inning there, here or there. Uh, he has a nice array of pitches. He has command, composure. Um, everybody loves him. It's still results business. He's still eventually he's got to put up results, and starting tonight would be a good time. Is there a comp for Louis Arise? Can you think of another player, in, whether they're playing today or in the past, that Arise reminds you of? He he doesn't have an exact comp mm-hmm. to me. Uh, Tony Gwynn is pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, both were thought to have, you know, one of the concerns – from scouts I talked to and Twins people was that Arise kind of didn't have a lot of muscle to him. He was kind of a dumpy guy and didn't seem to work out really hard with his body, and they worried that he might decline in some way. Obviously, he hasn't. He's improved. Um, And Tony Gwynn was a guy who carried a big belly around and was just an artist with the bat. Tony Gwynn was not a plus defender at any position. Louis Arise is not a plus defender at any position. Both hit line drives all over the field. Um, You know, I think a little bit Tony looked like he was playing pool up there or something. It looked like he was just going to tap the ball in just the right spot. Louie takes a healthier hack at it, um, and he hits the ball harder. They both use the whole field, though. I, I, you know, it's not an exact comp, but he's the guy who, who I think of when I watch Rise. Yeah, it's interesting. One batting title under Arise's belt certainly appears as though a second one is coming this year. But asking him to hit 400, while it'll be great to follow if he can stay with it for a while, that's asking a lot. I mean, the game has changed so dramatically from when Ted Williams did it back in the 40s. Yeah, and think of all the great hitters who made a run at it and just couldn't sustain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what you hear from modern players and managers these days is it's, 
you know, it's the old Tony Oliva line. It's like, I don't care if I'm facing Jim Palmer or Catfish Hunter. If I get seen four or five times, I'm going to get them. Um, you know, how often do you, these guys get to see a pitcher? The only pitchers they get to see four times are truly exceptional pitchers or pitchers having exceptional games. Yep. Usually you see a starting pitcher two, maybe three times, and then you're fight, facing fireball relievers and maybe matchup relievers. It's really hard to do. It's yep. just really hard to do. And scouting and analytics used against hitters better than ever, position, defensive positioning, uh, pitch selection, all those things. So you really have to be great in the way that Arise is great, which is he can hit the ball in any direction. He can. He doesn't really have a weakness. He can. Uh, he can be, put together competitive at bats. And you know, I think that's what the Twins have missed about him more than even the statistical prowess is the fact that in all these games where you see guys taking call third strikes and having non-competitive at bats, Arise would be up there, you know, fouling off eight pitches just to get get a walk. Would that have a residual effect? Do you think on some of the others? I, I can't. I can't say for sure. Yeah. But it, I would think so. I would think that if you're you know, if you're Christian Vasquez and you're going up there and you're not hitting for power and you're taking call third strikes, you look at Luis Arias and say, I should be able to hit like this guy. I, I, this guy isn't more talented than me. I, I should be able to, you know, if I, maybe if I put up more of a fight, I'll, I'll get lucky. Mm. Joey Gallo back with the team today. How's that signing been so far in your mind? Uh, really good. Mm. He hits home runs. He's an excellent defender wherever you put him on the field, first, short, uh, first left or right. Uh, he's a good guy. He runs well. Um, I, I think, you know, and asking, you know, so often people go for the easy, uh, the easy reaction, right? And it was, oh, you just got rid of Miguel Sano. Why would you sign another Miguel Sano? Well, uh, Sano never really developed as a fielder. He has all kinds of personal problems. Uh, his, he wasn't always able to combine to provide enough power to justify his strikeouts. You know, the Twins' view was, and, and the Twins cut Sano and nobody's resigned him. Uh, the Twins' Twins' view was getting Gallo after a bad year is the only time they're ever going to get a chance at him. Uh, so they're going to have Joey Gallo in their, on their roster. This is the time, and they thought he would bounce back. They knew he would strike out a certain amount, but they also thought he'd hit home runs and play really well in the field, mm-hmm. be a good guy in the clubhouse, and their evaluation was right. And Sano has not signed with anybody else yet? No. Uh-huh. No, I've talked to a few people about him. Uh, he, you know, when he first started making money, he did not manage it very well. Mm. And then he's been surrounded by people who have been either stealing from him or appropriating, or uh, he's had just a bad family situation, bad, uh, bad, not good support people around him. Uh, it, things are not, you know, from what I've heard, things are not going well for the man. And while I know people got mad at him, he struck out a lot. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, he was a, he's a decent guy. Uh, he, you know, he was a good teammate. He just, you know, things are things are not going well in his world right now. Wasn't he signed by the Twins at 15 years old? Uh, well, 16 there maybe. Were, there were, well, there were disputes about his age. Uh, you're not supposed to, be able to sign somebody before 16. Right. And somebody actually did a whole film on it. Uh, uh, basically, it was like him and the it was the Twins and the Pirates. And there were different uh, birth certificates floating around. It's hard to uh, verify which one was right. Uh, eventually, he just decided to sign with the Twins upon turning 16. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he contributed a certain amount. But, man, we all know how good he could have been if he could have just refined his mechanics just a little bit. 
Yeah, the reason I go there is because some of these Latin players, they don't have a great formal education. And all of a sudden, they have millions of dollars dumped on them and a lot of free time. That's tough for anyone to handle. It is. And I think we're seeing less and less of that in pro sports. We used to see NBA players going bankrupt at like an 80% rate. Mm-hmm. We see that we see it in other sports as well. And a lot of times in football, because guys would mistakenly think they were going to have a long career and they would not. Uh, you see it sometimes in baseball. I think more and more you're seeing teams and agencies. These, one of the good developments in sports is you just don't have random agents so much anymore. You tend to have more full-fledged agencies, and they have the guy who handles the, they have the figurehead, they have the guy who handles the negotiations, they have the guy who helps the player manage his money. You know, agencies don't want to be known as someone who took advantage of an athlete or watched an athlete go broke. Yeah. Uh, so they've become more uh, full-service operations, and they want their player to have a good life. And I think that's helped. And, you know, Snow is just in a different situation where, you know, it's your own family who's, who's yeah. taking advantage of it. You're kind of stuck. Uh, Vikings minicamp today and tomorrow. Uh, Daniil Hunter a no-show. Justin Jefferson there. Is that how this is going to work out this week? It looks like it, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not out there. I'm going to the Twins game today. Yep. But yep. Uh, but Jefferson doesn't seem to have any huge concerns about getting a deal done, and he's probably right in that way. Mm-hmm. Daniil Hunter's a little different. He's a, he's a veteran. He's already had many productive seasons. He's, a, he's absolutely vital to this, this defense and this team. Uh, he's coming off a good year. He's scheduled to make $5.5 million this year, which is obviously between the Vikings got to have a very good deal right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hunter seems bothered by it. And this is his leverage. Uh, I think, and, you know, of course, as soon as other teams hear that a star player is, is having difficulty, they're going to call and, and throw some silly trades at the Vikings. Uh, so I think, the Vikings are going to find a way to appease him. Maybe it's a long-term deal, uh, and he's such a physical specimen. I would not. I would. I would be in favor of a long-term deal for, for Hunter with his work ethic and his personality. Uh-huh. Um, maybe it's some kind of a, you know, one of these fake NFL contracts where they elevate his salary this year and add voidable year. I mean, there, there's so many games you can play if you want the player. There are so many games you can play to keep the player. My guess is they'll find a way to make him happy one way or the other. And the funniest scene of the year was uh, Mike Malone being tossed in the air by the Jokic brothers after the game last night. Yes. After they clinched, they grabbed the coach and tossed him in the air. So easily, too. I mean, he's not a small guy, but the Jokic brothers are massive. They are. And uh, I usually, when I, by the time the NBA Finals are over with, I've had enough of basketball for a little while. Mm-hmm. i, I got to say, I loved watching the Nuggets this year. I, yep. loved, I loved watching the postseason. I loved to watch... I mean, Jokic is my new favorite player. Yep. I love Murray's competitiveness. You could see the way Connolly put that team together. You could see they stuck with Malone through some slim years, and that he he could he had you know those players believed in him. He yeah. could say whatever he wanted, and they they were like, "Yep, that's our guy." Uh, the way they played together, I just thought it was a great. It was an absolute dominant playoff run. It yep. was a very entertaining playoff run, and I will say it once again. Uh, last three games of the Wolves series, they played the Nuggets as tough as anybody. They did. So uh, maybe some something to look forward to for the Timberwolves. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.